Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello again, it's the IGN UK podcast with me, Simon, and I've got Matt here. Hello. How are you doing? You? I'm, I'm good, thank you, Simon. How are you? I'm well, actually. Uh, today, it's uh, it's technically a day off today, but we're just, we're just woke up, uh, woken up. Have we just woken up? It's 11, we haven't woken up. But um, <laughs> thought we'd do a podcast because that's what we do now. Um, we've always done it. Dale, Hello. help me out here. <laughs> this is the this is the same three as last week, isn't it? Is it? It's rare that we do that. I've lost it? track. They've all blurred to one. I'm not going to lie <laughs> yeah. to you. Um, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's unique. We can follow on the conversations from last week. Can you remember what they were? Uh, I can't. <laughs> probably more food mashups. We've got more food mashups. I'm done with that this week. But the reason we're recording on a Friday, although it is a bank holiday, it is VE Day, 75th anniversary. Uh Put it in your diaries. Well, it's too late now. You should. You know, oh, no. It's over, and um, by the time they're listening to this, <laughs> exactly. yeah, it's mostly over. For next year, remind yourself. Um, <laughs> but there was an Inside Xbox event last night, which is why we didn't record yesterday. So we're doing it today. Mm. So we suppose we might as well talk about that. Otherwise, it would have been a waste of time. So yeah. <laughs> we were promised Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay. Did we get any? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we. I mean, maybe technically we did. We got, we got in engine. engine stuff. Yeah, is that gameplay? Uh, no, not by my definition. No, no. it was slightly disappointing. We, it was disappointing to me that it was even shorter than the actual cinematic trailer, but um, substantially shorter, like about a quarter of yeah. the time. But I assume, like, have Ubisoft announced they're doing any like June E3 digital thing yet? I don't think they've announced what they're doing, have they? I don't, because we've got EA Play, we know that we've got that. We know that we've got Xbox obviously doing a series of what they call the 2020 monthly reveals. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think if you... I don't think Ubisoft have said that they're doing something. (coughs) They will, almost certainly. Yeah, but they'd at least do a stream where they go in-depth on this, and Watch Dogs needs to make a comeback at some point. They've got a lot of games Mm. coming, and... Yeah, it's just did want to see more Valhalla, so I'm disappointed by that. But at the same time, I'm not overly surprised. <laughs> but uh, let, let's be a little bit. Let's try and make the most of the shit that we got. Basically, <laughs> is is what you saw? Is there anything there that excites you? Because certainly, siege battles. Me. Siege yeah. battles. I think like we can extrapolate that. We know there was. Uh, a battering ram there and we see uh Ivor like chucking mm-hmm. an axe at like a guy on a ballista that looks great and i hope that that yeah. expands into that could be a really cool feature mm-hmm. yeah i mean overall it like i'm i'm hyped for that game right i'm excited mm-hmm. for it i was excited for it when you know it was first teasing that image anyway and then the the cinematic was incredible and this just adds to that excitement but it was 
tinged with disappointment because I was expecting to see something else, really. I wanted to see what the game looks like, you know, exactly. when we're actually playing Especially it. as they were building up to it all stream, like the little reminds at the bottom mm-hmm. of Valhalla gameplay coming soon, and then it was just that. I, But at the same time, still one of my most anticipated games already, and mm-hmm. yeah, sure. I'm definitely going to play it because it looks fantastic. I, I mean, there was that news story that came out. Um, you might have written it, Matt, actually, <laughs> which was uh, the about... Um, it's not as big as Odyssey. Uh, oh, right? so I didn't write that one, but yes, that okay. is something that um, I I believe it. Something like the Malaysian Ubisoft uh, Twitter account had <laughs> had let this out of the bag. Um, right. But um, yeah, someone had been. They did it as a quote tweet, I think, where they were di- discussing something on Twitter. But the the basics is is that they're not looking to make this the biggest and longest Assassin's Creed. Because obviously, over time, those games feel like almost like the Harry Potter books. Like, the next one yeah, has yeah. to be bigger. It has like, to be Odyssey longer. Odyssey was far, far too big. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. put me off. Like, I got... I don't even know if I got halfway through that. But I was so, just... <laughs> so I actually jumped back into Odyssey um, uh, just because I've not finished all the DLC stuff, but I'm 95% through Odyssey. That's my ticker <laughs> counter. Um, so I've done an awful lot of that game. And as much as... I'd say it's my favorite Assassin's Creed game. I think it is the best in terms of what it can offer, but it is it's too big. Mm, there is yeah. and because it gets to the point where it sometimes feels quantity over quality. Yeah, and yeah. I say that as a game that has a very high quality bar, but there's just some stuff that you're like I don't know why I'm doing and I this. Think one thing that Valhalla would benefit from is that England is a landform norway mm-hmm. is a landform hopefully there's not lots of little islands because that's what got me with odyssey is obviously greece was full of little islands and it was yeah. just annoying to me having to hop between them all i know you can mm-hmm. fast travel but yeah i just like well, one landmass seems first, a lot though. more manageable than yeah i mean odyssey suffer- yeah odyssey suffered from the same thing that i had with black flag which is i loved and I know that the reason why Black Flag is set on islands is because it's about sailing. It's about being the captain of your own pirate ship. But it did mm. feel like I did an awful lot of hopping on the boat, moving two minutes down the map, hopping back off the boat, grabbing a bit of buried treasure, jumping back yeah. on. And when I, I can remember originally seeing the Odyssey map and going, oh, is this what we're going for again? I much preferred it when you got to spend a good chunk of like three hours on land mm. rather than... Cause I think Odyssey's boat mechanics aren't as good as Black Flag. And I think that's partially just because cannons are just way more exciting than flaming <laughs> arrows. Yes. Um, so I'm hoping that... Because obviously the long ships of the Viking era, I guess, were... I know that they were used for combat, but I think they're more a, a raiding craft to bring yeah. you to, to land. So I'm hoping that we do see a little bit of naval combat, but I want I want it to be more about those castle sieges. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, I'm hoping that yeah, the the naval stuff is it's just little sections in between, but the core getting around is done on land yeah. really, and then a fast travel system, mm. please as well. You could <laughs> say that Odyssey suffered from a fair bit of naval gazing. So uh, <laughs> there you go. Could we say that? Yeah, bit self indulgent, <laughs> bit self indulgent, <laughs> but uh, still well, brilliant. Yeah, we'll probably get... I'm hoping that if there is a, an equivalent of the Ubisoft E3, I want that. If you can remember when Odyssey was first announced at E3 um, that year, you got... I think they did like a 10-minute gameplay where they showed you bits of what it would look like as Alexios, bits of what it would mm. look like as Cassandra, and, and went mm-hmm. in and did like a real big highlights 
gameplay reel. Like that's that's what I wanted from this. We obviously didn't get it. Hopefully yeah. we'll get that. I don't know, June, July, something like that. Some point. Hopefully we will see more of the Vikings. Um that's a bit of history for you. Do you know what's even further back in history than that? Cause cast your mind back. Further than Greece, further than Egypt. Amoebas. The primordial soup. <laughs> Come back a little bit. Let's talk dinosaurs. Oh, oh is back. Dinosaurs. They're back. Second Extinction is a game that looks like Left for Dead with Velociraptors. So is it the dinosaur second extinction? Or is it ah? That's, Ooh, I think that's probably the on? big question mark over everything. It depends yeah. how good you are at the game, Dale. Oh, we'll see, won't we? <laughs> uh, <laughs> shoot dinosaurs, though. I feel like I'm going to be pretty good. I, from what we saw of that game, I think it looked very, very nice. And I'm surprised mm. at how pretty it because that comes from the same. So it's an avalanche game, but it's mm. systemic reaction, which is yeah. their smaller Venue studio, isn't it? Yeah, but they're. I think they're a little bit smaller, a little bit more scrappy, uh, and they obviously yeah. did Generation Zero, which looks garbage and plays garbage. So <laughs> I'm surprised at how good. Like I thought, this genuinely looked quite pretty. Like those landscapes yeah, it looks were really, really nice. nice. I'm intrigued. Like that style of like horde mode gameplay is never really grabbed me necessarily. But I'm up for dinosaurs, and it just it just seemed a bit stupid. Like it was just a minute long montage of people shooting dinosaurs in the face. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't you know if there's like much more to thing, that mate. game. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> is, is that all you're doing? Cause... I mean, that's all I want. <laughs> Shooting dinosaurs. I mean, my, the, the best, uh, the funniest thing about that is when we were watching it live on Slack, I think Jesse just went, this is dope. <laughs> like, this is absolutely a Jesse game. You can well. tell in people's instant reactions because in our Slack channel, we were like responding to every trailer and I, I realised how many different viewpoints I have to a lot of people. <laughs> so I was watching that going, this looks a bit naff. It looks beautiful, but the actual game looks to me like yeah. it's not my cup of tea. Um, I, mean, I I don't come to it with a huge amount of hope because I think Generation Zero is bad. But I yeah. I re- I, re- I really <laughs> don't like hold back, Matt. Say no. what you think. <laughs> I, I really like um, Left 4 Dead. Like, I genuinely mm-hmm. have great memories of playing Left 4 Dead, which obviously at its heart is literally just shoot yeah. hundreds of zombies. So I think if I think people have been chasing that dragon for a long time, and nobody's ever made a Left 4 Dead that's actually any good, mm-hmm. aside from the original, you know, the Valve team. Um, so if they can capture even 60% of that feeling, then I'd, I'd play it a little bit. Well, it did surprise me that they were like wide open environments like that, which you don't normally get for a game like that. I susp- I normally expect like small corridors and rooms. Mate, I, yeah. have you seen dinosaurs? They're massive. <laughs> yeah, but have you seen Jurassic Park? I thought it was, you know, it could have been like the, ki- right, yeah. the kitchen scene with the Velociraptors, but 20 of them in there and you have a gun. That's more of Ooh. it. <laughs> that, that sounds mental I'm in let's do it <laughs> maybe it tightens up but yeah I was yeah I mean, I mean I'm obviously intrigued we know very little about all these games well some of them yeah. we know more about than others but that one brand new hot off the press uh, one we know more about though is Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 that's a mouthful isn't it yeah it's um, just a bit yeah. I've never played any of the games in this series but I've been no. consistently hearing great things about this game whenever people have previewed it, and that trailer was disgusting. Like, the start <laughs> of it was generally, I was just thinking, this is horrific. Have they put like an 18 warning on this? Because it's just like people strung up with like Joker smiles. Like, it was horrible. Their eyes, like the amount of blood that's coming out of that guy's yeah. eyes with the fish hooks in the, in the side yeah, of his face. Mad. 
it reminds me of like obviously a bit of Bioshock and obviously a bit of We Happy Few, which is probably not mm-hmm. a good omen. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. Tell us about this series, Matt. Um, so if you go back to the to the days of Half Life Two, Cardi, that's when um, the original one came out. They're based on a, a like a tabletop RPG. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons style thing, but it's set in. Uh, I don't know if it's actually genuinely the modern day. The World of Darkness is a modern fantasy, but I think it might it pulls a lot more strings from like the seventies and eighties. It's that like Gotham does. It's that horrible, crime ridden, slightly yeah. grungy uh, city aesthetic. And yeah, it's the the original Bloodline um, game was it was on the Source engine. I think it was the oh, the second ever game, or maybe it came out just before Half Life. So it was the first time people had seen Source engine. Um, but it was janky as fuck. But it had got so much heart, and let's well, say heart hearts to to drink from, obviously. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it's it, it's it's packed with personality, like really weird characters. They're they're you know when you watch films and it's vampires that have gone truly bonkers. Yeah. It's that side of of that style of um, of horror. What you mean, like what we do in the shadows? <laughs> I mean, not 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 quite as comedy focused, but yeah, those okay. like yeah, I know that would be big, good, yeah, yeah, big personalities <laughs> and people that have obviously like gradually losing their minds over going through vampirism and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I I lo- I've never actually played a huge amount of the original game. It sort of passed me by when it originally came out, and then I got into it later. It's it's obviously it's an immersive sim, so it's coming from the the Bioshock, the the Prey, the the mm-hmm. Dishonor sort of lineage of, of games, and I think what I saw in that trailer really sold not the mechanics of it, but the world. It looks it looks vibrant. It looks weirdly very sexy. Odd. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. it's very strange. Going back to that, I would play a What We Do in the Shadows RPG. Like, yeah, yeah. Disco <laughs> but What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, absolutely. Can you play that? <laughs> I, 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 how many vampire games have there been in the past? Um, so, in, in terms general? of games, so <laughs> no, in, from this series, from this series. So, this is only the second one. But oh, really? Yeah, I feel like there's been. I feel like it's been around. So, the somewhere. World of Darkness has got other games <laughs> in it. Uh, so that's the setting, like how Dungeons and Dragons yeah, is yeah, a setting. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a really short-lived online multiplayer game uh, where you played as vampires. And it was it was garbage basically, and that didn't get very far. But the 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 Masquerade Bloodlines as as a an immersive sim game. This is only the second one. Oh right, there was, was a game somebody... just called Vampire with a Y that came out that was not linked at all, what? wasn't there? I feel like that's what I'm getting mixed up with. Uh-huh. Maybe. No, so Vam- Vampire is its own deal. That was right, okay. that's one of Focus Home Interactive's games. Mm. Um, I believe I'm... there was. There was a like a smaller vampire game that I think came out last year, which is part of the World of Darkness stuff. Um, but it's not it it's not actually part of the Bloodlines series of games. Right. Hmm. Well, there we go. I am intrigued by that one. Yet to play it. I'm actually going to go back and look at some of our older previews because I can't remember what the gameplay is like particularly. So, going to do a bit of that. Um, another new game, well, kind of new, as Matt was telling me earlier, Bright Memory Infinite, mm. a FPS made by one man in China, Matt. Tell me more. Uh, yeah, so it's originally, it came out on PC 
and I think it was probably about two years ago, and I can remember it made like a real splash because it's this really slick-looking first-person shooter mm-hmm. with uh, like a distinctly Chinese aesthetic. I don't mm-hmm. know if you noticed in the trailer, but it's got the, the trees and the architecture yeah. is very distinctly Chinese. And it's got that look of... I wouldn't say it's full AAA look, but it's definitely got that shine to it. Yeah. But it was made by one dude. It's just, yeah. just and, and people could barely believe it when it came out the... The feature set it's got for it's just a really competent first person shooter, and it, I think it took quite a lot of people by surprise. But also, it was I think when it originally came out, it might have been like a pound on Steam, and it's gone up since. I think it retails between like five and seven at the moment. But that game stands alone as the prequel to what is this bigger version now that's been made for Series X, and I presume it will come out on PC as well. Um, and that's basically all I know, but it looks kind of like a slick it looks, FPS. It looks cool. I, I thought, Very rainy. I thought, it looked, I thought it looked really good, like graphically. And also, it was one of the few games we actually, whether it was gameplay or not, we were presented an idea of gameplay as well. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them were just trailers mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think that was a good, an interesting way to kick off. And yeah, like I thought it looked incredible. Mm-hmm. Especially with the, considering the size of the team, like I know this new one, he's probably got more people working with him now. I guess I so I mean they said that because I, I thought when I saw it and that it was going to a bigger thing that, that it would still it he might have been he's found a publisher and now they'll have given him more guys. But when they were doing, you know how this Xbox event, you had a trailer and then there was some person that would tell you a little bit yeah. about what you saw. They did mention that it's a one-man team, so I don't know. It might be now a one-man team with a publishing team that helps yeah. him budget and helps him with all of that planning side. But yeah. they didn't suggest that he got any more people with him, so yeah. I think maybe it's just still him. It's insane. Yeah. Man. What a talented man. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, from a talented man to a talented studio, we've got a new Bloober game, The Medium. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, <laughs> it looks horrible. they are known for layers of fear the blair witch game observer observer Observer. that's it yeah um so they make horror if you haven't guessed and this one definitely looks like a horror game you play as a medium i believe they had a little interview post show which i not gonna lie i half watched um but yeah I'm into it. I'm not really a big horror game player. I much prefer... I like just like horror films. I love watching horror films, but I prefer to watch people play horror games than actually play them myself. Coward. <laughs> I just don't find it that fun. It's not the scariness oh, of it. I just It's not what I look... When I play a game, I look to more just escape and chill out. I don't really yeah. like to feel really tense like that. I, I love them. I love horror games, but I think the part of, me, part of it for me is just the adrenaline, the fear. Like a horror movie, but like... I'm the one making these stupid decisions and going around these corners and not knowing what's going to be there. And I've got a real, like, like I played the Blair Witch game. I thought that was, I thought it was okay. I thought it had some real slow bits, but the last couple of hours especially I thought were fantastic. Mm. And it was, the the best thing I can say about it, it was great at invoking the sense of the movies and the films. Uh, sorry, movies and the films. <laughs> the movies and uh, just putting you in that world. And I, f- I felt like I was in that world for a long time. Um I just thought it was a lot of filler in between. So I'm really excited to see what else they've got, especially because this is not attached to a property, I guess. This is just, you know, a a unique IP. So 
I'm interested to see what and they can do. People really like but, Layers of Fear. Both of them are supposed to be pretty yeah. good, aren't they? As far as I know, I'm I'm not overly familiar with that series. See, I never really played Layers of Fear. Yeah, so I'm not not okay with it. I know Joe thinks a lot of them like he really likes both I think he likes Observer and Layers of Fear yes. so looking forward to seeing what that's like is uh, isn't th- is that the one that's got is it the Silent Hill yeah, uh, the composer yeah it's from yeah. the original Silent Hill composer which mm-hmm. that's a good name to get yeah mm-hmm. but it's a is good the- signing Mm-hmm. That's got like a two worlds kind of thing by the look of the trailer, right? Do you mm. go into a different? I'm um, since you go into the medium world, like yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. It's like a spiritual world. Yeah. And then... wasn't there a little bit of that kind of in Blair Witch when you use the video camera? You saw almost an alternative world sort of thing. Uh, when you use the video camera, you'd you'd see uh, previous events, but mm. affecting, rewinding, and changing those events would change the real world oh, okay. as well. It'd affect it. It was really cool. Sounds like they might bring something like that into this. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Uh, for something that's not really my bag, something that looked very much my bag, Call of the Sea is a first-person puzzle adventure game on an island. It's not The Witness, but, you know, it evokes that in my mind. Um, and it just looked... We don't really know a lot about it. It looked very nice. It's got that sort of Witness, firewatchy sort of just bold colour style, which I really like. Mm-hmm. And has, has it been said that it was a puzzle game? Yeah, it's a first-person okay. puzzle adventure game. Uh, okay, good. Uh, and, yeah, I'm up for it. You play as a woman trying to find her lost husband in the 1930s who went on an expedition. So. I must say, when it started, part of me was just instantly like, is, is this Valley of the Gods? Because, you know, yeah. that 1930s thing, and it looks a bit firewatchy. And I knew that it wouldn't be because... Obviously, those people work for Valve now and yeah. technically got moved on to Half-Life. But part of me was, oh, is there some sort of spiritual sequel to a game that might never yeah. come out now? Well, and I guess that might that. be what it is, but... Yeah, saying something like that, I also um, got Edith Finch vibes from it, which is always a good, good. thing, because mm-hmm. that is an absolute masterpiece. Yeah, for me, either it goes one of two ways. It can go like Edith Finch way, which I think is brilliant, and then it can go Firewatch way, which I didn't think was brilliant. I'm on your side. Yeah, I, 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 I like but don't love Firewatch. But yeah, I, I, I'm never quite. I'm, I'm always hesitant with these sort of games mm. until you know, like yeah. pe- it's in people's hands, and I've heard yeah. good words about but it. But this one isn't crucially like those two games. Isn't really a walking sim in quotation marks. It's an actual. They're, they're labeling it as a puzzle game, so yeah. there will be so that's something puzzles. Yeah. And yeah, it also just you know puzzles. Desert Island, it reminded me a bit of Monkey Island, and that is never a bad thing either, because oh. Monkey Island should always be in the world. <laughs> um, do you know what else is always in this world? Scorn. <laughs> is it? Terrible. Is it always in this world? Terrible thing, Scorn. <laughs> um, but that game oh. does not look terrible, because it looks like HR, HR Geiger? Yeah. Yeah. I thought I got the second initial wrong for a second. Um, (laughs) It looks like he's drawn everything for this game, despite, I think, being deceased. Yeah. 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 Yes, he died. I remember the day he died. Yeah. There we go. (laughs) So I was at university and I worked in a media loan shop. He did not design this game, but. No. It looks horrible again. There was a lot of horrible-looking games in this stream. It was, I'd mm. say, like just as an overall, this was a bizarre stream. It was full yes. of, I say, games that looked really grim and horrible. Yeah. That 
aren't what I'd imagine you'd use. This is supposed to sell a presumably 500 quid console yeah. to <laughs> the is, masses. This is also quotation marks, the first look at next gen game, gameplay and stuff as well. And it was just, not that it wasn't like nice looking, mm-hmm. but it was you know, a bunch of smaller games, you know, that yeah. maybe are not the, you know, yeah. the power pushes. In like that the half an hour stream, games. I'm pretty sure if you're a very cynical person, you can make a one minute super cut of the actual gameplay we saw. Yeah. yeah, in all those put together. But and the other um, thing is, is like you say, Dale, this was supposed to showcase like what next gen is all about. Hmm. Scorn is a game that we first saw in 2017 that was being designed for PC. It's like it's not. I hope that in the background, as they've been developing that game, they have got a few ideas that push. But yeah. certainly when they did an alpha, which I think Jesse's played. Well, then I was going to say, back to the Slack chat, the first thing that comes up just like, oh, I've played this alpha before. And I was like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, so I had no idea. The one thing you don't before. get from that trailer is that it's a first-person shooter, which I didn't think until I looked it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, well, it's it a, looks it's, bizarre as well. Like how you build you build weapons, right? And, you've, exactly. and they're all made out of bone and, and oh, gristle yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I, I love... Um, is it, it's pronounced Giga, right? Not Giga. Is it Giga? I believe it's, I believe it's, it's Giga anyway. Um, oh. So I, I love his aesthetics previously. I've watched a lot of alien documentaries. All right? <laughs> <laughs> um, he, I, uh, he made I the Giga aesthetic. counter. But this, he did. it also looks like he kind of threw up all over it as well. Like there's no contrast. Mm-hmm. But at least on Alien, I felt like there was a contrast between that world and then the mechanical Earth sort of yeah. space marine world. And this one is just, it's all that. And I don't know if that's maybe a bit intense and a bit too much. Hmm. I'm not sure how I feel about it yet. Also, I know that Jesse said that he liked the alpha, but I can remember there being a fair amount of talk when that alpha was available that it felt a bit meandering and a bit old-fashioned. I think mm. quite a lot of it is solving puzzles to open coloured locks and stuff like that. So hopefully, obviously that's a long time ago now. Three years is quite a long time in game dev. So maybe things are very different. Maybe they have found a new direction. But last I heard of it, it was they're like a labyrinthine world and it's going around. Obviously, I think quite difficult one-shot combat. I think it's quite easy to get insta-killed in it. But certainly what I know of what it was supposed to be it didn't really chime with me beyond it looking aesthetically yeah. interesting mm-hmm. you, you just come back to a pre- previous point you guys are right about how much like all all the videos that they're showing like it was like 90% dark stuff right As it well. was no, like... A lot, like it was consistently grim apart from yeah. <laughs> The odd like thing, Madden and Dirt, Madden and, Dirt and Call <laughs> yeah. of the Sea, which looks and you quite got nice. you you got Yakuza, which looks like I I think Mad, Yakuza yeah. like a dragon looks cool and fun, but even that is I I don't normally associate Japanese games as something that Microsoft uses to sell a system, and that's no. very much a they're they're for your more I guess they're cult games, aren't they? They're for people that are a mm. bit more embedded and historically maybe more on the playstation side which might be what they're trying to coax out of you because i think like a dragon isn't hasn't been confirmed at all for playstation 5 if you want that on next gen you've got to get it on series x yeah it said weirdly yeah it said xbox one xbox series x pc ps4 but no Mm -hmm. ps5 which was slightly bizarre (laughs) yeah so it's just i as an overall thing, I don't know what this stream was going for. Like, who is it targeted at? 
because none yeah. of these games are I'm sort of probably already sold on the concept of the Xbox in general because I quite like Microsoft's I like I think Game Pass is an incredible thing. I resubbed to Game Pass yesterday so I could play Gears Tactics. It was a pound. A pound for a month of <laughs> unlimited yeah. games, which yeah, is bonkers awesome. and that is amazing. Yeah. And that's kind of what I need to be on board because I know there's going to be a Halo at launch and stuff like that. But none of there are games here that I really want to play. I, Vampire is probably my highlight out of the stuff here as well as Assassins. But they're games that I can get on my PC. They're games that I'm going to be able to get on PS5. I don't yeah. I don't really know what I was going for here. It, it, you're right. It's, it feels a bit of a mixed message. Like if we're going for, you know, like the PC crowd and people are more like into the hardcore sort of games and there's ones there, but then there's also Madden and then there's also exactly. Dirt That's what I was going to well. say. Like, like Madden. Who are we aiming at? Yeah. Madden was a bizarre one because A, I didn't expect EA to be part of that stream and... They had Patrick Mahomes sitting there saying, "Oh, we all love Madden," and it's like, "Yeah, true, mate." If if well, we don't all love it. If you like it, you do. Um, um, and then, <laughs> oh my God. like, it was just like a one-minute trailer, fifty seconds of which was clips of all the old games, <laughs> and then like eight seconds of Patrick Mahomes in, I assume, Madden twenty-one, running around and jumping for a pylon, and that was it. Uh, so it wasn't really a look at the next gen of that really <laughs> the only thing I can think of a benefit of putting uh, Madden in that is maybe all the, the new sites that write about it right like Madden 21 coming to yeah. Xbox Series X exactly. and then people searching for it's their new Madden fix find it You're not get, especially yeah. as EA just announced their June event which they'll do a deep mm. dive on that and you'd assume FIFA and whatever else they've got coming yeah. along they don't have a PGA Tour anymore, though, which I saw 2K just out of the blue announced they've got the PGA Tour game now, which was yeah. slightly odd. Uh, yeah. yeah, didn't expect them to be picking up that I license, used to but, play yeah. golf games with an alarming regularity. <laughs> really? Yeah, I used. Have... they're so good for just chilling out. Like, if you've got a podcast on, just play a round of golf. Uh, I used to like Everybody's Golf. I used to play that a little bit. Um, I... But I can't say I've ever played, like, I used an to accurate play, like, sim the old version Tiger of a golf Woods, game. Uh, golf game. Um, yeah. But yeah, Madden is it's Madden, isn't it? If you don't like yeah. American football, you're not going to suddenly start playing Madden, are you? Um, Imagine so. if you did. <laughs> Didn't know what was going on. But oh, I'm I'll, play, I'll play with you. Um, <laughs> no, I'm all right, thanks. All right. Sorry. Uh, last one we're going to talk about, we're not going to talk about more, uh, is The Ascent. Uh, that is our IGM first for this month, which means we'll be going deep on it all of May. Um, this one did look cool to me, because it is... Cyberpunk Diablo is the easy way of saying what this game yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so it reminds me a lot of Judge Dredd, the mm. the look of it, um, yeah, style. Yeah. And I, from the stuff that I I know of it, I think it's actually got quite a bit of good RPG ness to it. There's certainly characters that you can talk to, which obviously Diablo doesn't. Diablo has NPCs, but it's much more about the just pure fighting. I think there's a bit more story elements to the Ascent. Mm. Thought the world looked cool. I must say they did that thing that the trailer starts and it makes it look like it's going to be a third-person shooter. Yeah, 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 and then you're like, oh, it's isometric. And obviously I like isometric games. That doesn't bother me. But it did feel a bit bait-and-switchy. Yeah, especially for someone like me who's not necessarily into things like Diablo and isometric games in general. And then I see this trailer present, all this cyberpunk imagery presented. I think, this looks cool, what's this? And then Do you think they were trying to grab people in the first few seconds and thinking, oh, it's a I cyberpunk mean, trailer? I mean, if it's just <laughs> a trailer, if it's just a trailer of isometric gameplay, it's 
pretty dry, right? It's like, difficult. You've got to jazz it up. Yeah, it's. I must say, it's really difficult. As much as I like these games, and I've written about stuff like Divinity and Diablo quite a lot in my career, and when you try to illustrate that, God, mm. those games are impossible to make look good mm-hmm. on the page. It's yeah. it's something that very much is about the mechanics and the thinking of it. And I do like it. I think it looks a bit more twin stick shootery than Diablo, I guess, because it's a cyberpunk yeah. game and it's not about hitting things with swords. It's about shooting stuff. It looks like yeah. there's destructible environments. Um, I am, I think, gen- it's one of the ones I was most impressed of out of those. But yeah, it, it's, it did that classic thing where they obviously knew they needed to hook people. You can't just go in and say, we've got a top down shooter RPG here. You have to make it look like it's. Mm-hmm. a more classic RPG before you then do that lift yeah. the camera mm-hmm. I'm into it uh, but we likely will not be playing a lot of those games till very late this year <laughs> so and perhaps next year you got you got to wait so yeah much. exactly yeah uh, at least I think they um oh they did announce I'm gonna, quick aside Lego Star Wars come in October which oh, really? is a little little later than I thought but I'm still glad it now has a release date because um, when I saw that at E3, I was I just wanted to play it that day. <laughs> have they announced that it's on next gen platform? They haven't, uh, but it is on the Switch, which I'm surprised by. Uh, yeah, hopefully, it is because I remember Leg. I think it was Lego Marvel Heroes yeah, was, that was the a launch title for PS4 and Xbox One. Hmm. I remember going to buy my PS4, actually going up to the counter, and I was just buying Black Flag with it. And the guy was like, do you want this as well? And I'm like, no, I'm all right, mate. I've just spent a lot of money. And then he was like, it's 12 quid if you buy it with a console. I was like, I'll take it. And I really enjoyed it That is a great game as well. That is a fantastic platinum if you're looking for a platinum. It was, yeah. There you go. I think that was my first PS4 platinum. Actually, no, second son was. I lie. Um, But not playing those at the moment. Uh, What have we been playing at the moment? And or watching? It's the lockdown catch-up section. (laughs) Little jingle. Uh, Dale, what have you been doing? Yeah, so I've played a couple of games recently and I came to the realisation yesterday, I think it was, that I'm playing games that are about isolation while I'm I'm in isolation. Playing Alien Isolation? No, I haven't played that. (laughs) (laughs) I have have played it previously. I haven't (laughs) played it recently. Um, And I just think... I'm weird. Maybe I'm just very comfortable in my own solitude. I'm not sure. But I uh, I started off by, I saw this game just on PSN. I knew nothing about it, but I saw it was called Deliver Us the Moon. And it oh, caught I've my eye. It, yeah. yeah, and I was, I was like, I like that title. And I had money sitting in my account, so I picked it up. And um, I thought it was good. I, it was, it's a relatively short game. I'd say it's like four to six hours. And it's your your one man in a spacesuit who's got to get to the moon because all the power's gone down and they've lost communications. And the whole journey it's about from from Earth taking off, getting to the space station, then getting to the moon, and doing lots of puzzles on the way. And you, there's, you never meet any other characters. And there's apart from one section towards the end, there's never any enemies that you have to deal with. It's just exploring. It's it's walking simulator esque, but it has a lot like we were talking about earlier. It has a lot of puzzle mechanics to it as well. And I just found it a very relaxing and enjoyable experience. Mm. I don't know you say it's isolation, have... but you're still getting pretty much as far away as you could get from Earth at the same time. But I'm in isolation. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm on my own the entire time. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, were the puzzles, were they good puzzles or were they challenging? Uh, so, they're the, the, I'd say the majority are relatively simple. Mm. And a lot of them are gathering resources and putting them together and building things or grabbing a power source to uh, power up a door so you can get through it and then you get 
like a, almost a companion that you can control and you can fly around so and go and activate switches and stuff. Yeah, in a little way, yeah. In fact, it's very much like observation, except for you're actually a human being in this one and not the AI. Yeah, um, so it's got a lot of that sort of vibe. There's lots of, um, you know, there's uh, no op- sim- situations when you're in airlocks and you're losing oxygen and you've got a gather excellent, and it does that excellent sound design thing of, you know, like completely creating a vacuum in sound and stuff like that. And it's just, it was fun. It, it, I wouldn't say, you know, it's, it's rough around the edges, but it's definitely worth checking out if you're into that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, something I've been playing recently, in fact, about 20 minutes before we started this podcast, I was playing as well. You were five minutes called... late to this. Yeah. Well, you know, I, need, I had things <laughs> to do, all right? Oh, uh, I, so I've been... to play this game. <laughs> uh, I'll explain in a second. We have a, it's a game called Stranded Deep, which I believe has been out on PC for a, a mm-hmm. long time, mm-hmm. actually. It was in, um, like Jesse said, he'd played it in uh, beta and He's played everything well. in beta. Of course he has. Mm-hmm. Like he's a little nerd, isn't he? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it caught my eye because it came on PSN and I saw a trailer for it. And basically, I don't know if you know, guys, but I like Lost. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Lost is an amazing TV show. And I saw this game where you are stranded on a desert island and you've got craft resources and it's a survival game, basically. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I like Castaway. I like Lost. This speaks to me. And I started playing it. And at first I was like unsure because it is janky. It is ropey and like some of the ui decisions are mental in this game but it is has proper guys hooks into me like i'm 16 days into my my oh. island now i've pretty much drained the island i'm on of resources at this point i've built this huge house i've built all the things i need so i've got is the aim to live and survive on this island or to escape back to the real world so the aim right now is to survive but there is also story elements as well, which I haven't really come across yet, but you've got to get your, you build up like your crafting ability and your cooking abilities. And the more you build them up, the more act, uh, the more options you have for things that you can mm. build. And I found parts for like a gyrocopter and stuff like that. I just can't build it yet. Okay. So it's clearly thing. And there's, so you're on a isolated island, but there is, you can see in the distance other little islands. Okay. And uh, I've built myself a little basic raft at the moment. Like it's very basic. It just gets me by. But I've already travelled to a couple of other islands, and but that's more like a sort of a resource run. You go to these other islands to grab resources from this island. You load up your boat, and then you come back to your original island to build new things and gather new I'm resources. Not gonna lie, mate, this sounds like Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, it might well be, <laughs> <laughs> but there. Are, I mean, do you have like extreme survival things? Do you get like uh, we get poisoned? stung? You get stung by wasps. Yeah. So I had a thing where for two for two days I was poisoned. And I was constantly draining. My water was just like... Uh, hydration level was just evaporating. Mm. Uh, and then eventually I had to go to another island so I could find this plant ingredient so I could build myself an antidote so I could finally oh. become healthy again. I also got diarrhea at one point. As well, <laughs> so that, that, was, was that, that was delightful. So is it mirroring real life for you at all? <laughs> no, uh, no, not necessarily. <laughs> but, uh, but it's something, again, it's like there's barely any music in the game. And when there is music in the game, it sounds like Castaway's music as well. Like almost identical. You to got a little volleyball. Uh, no, but there is lots of coconuts, mate, and they look like they've got little faces on, even though they don't. <laughs> uh, but it's it's extremely peaceful. Like it looks beautiful as well. Like when when the sun is low on your island as well, it just looks incredible. And I'm just finding it a really like relaxing experience, just building my life on this little island on my own. It's a nice type of backup plan. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, have you been doing something really just nice, chill and relaxing? 
Um, no, because I've been playing Gears Tactics. <laughs> the exact opposite. <laughs> uh, I only started playing this last night, but because I finished my XCOM Chimera Squad campaign, mm. um, which was great. Um, other than I tell you, you know, I was telling you how buggy it was last week. Yeah, fuck me, some of the bugs towards the end of the game. Just like oh, no. research that I'd done, I put days of research into things and actually sort of invested money into it. Just didn't add it to my inventory. <laughs> It's like, oh, thanks, yeah. cheers. Um, but I got through and I did the final battle first time. So I'm happy. Oh, I'm I got so through. Thank you. So that, <laughs> that campaign's over and done with. So I was like, okay, let's move on to Gears Tactics. Fuck me, that game is hard. <laughs> All right, okay. And like XCOM obviously is renowned for being quite a tricky tactics yeah, game. We'll, we'll get on to and, and I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I don't, I don't want to be too disparaging, but I thought with Gears coming from the lineage of a shooter that mm-hmm. this one might have been like the easier tactics game. It's not. I'm surprised. <laughs> like the first mission is is fine, but second mission, I was surprised at how difficult that was. And because what it's trying to do is, and I think this is really smart, is it's not. While it is fundamentally a, an XCOM style game, it's moving from from cover to cover, it's shooting over. It's replicating what Gears of War combat feels like. So uh, aiming is far more... It, it doesn't feel so much of the roll of the dice, whether you hit or not. Thinking yeah. about how far things away and how the recoil of the gun will affect it. So trying to shoot enemies that are much farther away, you can see the gun rattling, and obviously mm. the bullets aren't hitting. But the the locust obviously moved very very quickly in in gears of war and you just constantly was that's where horde modes the idea of that was really popularized in gears of war Mm. and it feels like you're going up against hordes and it means that grenades are massively important it means that overlapping all your lanes of fire on your crew is important and going up and hitting them with chainsaws and carving them in two is important (laughs) Always um, important that. Yeah, so it's... And the way that... You know how an XCOM game is... It's all grid-based, and when you start a, a map, like, you, you obviously you look at the map, like, okay, here's basically a big square with little bits of cover in it. Uh, Gears Tactics doesn't do that. Like, the Gears Tactics map looks like a third-person shooter map, and all the way that the cover is arranged is exactly like Gears of War is. It's basically if they just pulled the camera up, and it's got the graphics mm. of Gears of War, it's... I'm finding it a little bit weird to get my head around about how they've made it, but the way that they've they've made it feel, and it feels a lot more, even more down to the wire. And XCOM could feel down to the wire, but because it's replicating this weird shooter vibe whilst being a tactics game, um, yeah, I'm. I say I'm only four missions into it now, but I've really felt like it's sort of set a fire to my to my feet and I'm having to keep like <laughs> figuring out from moment to moment. But yeah, I'm I'm impressed so far. I don't think it doesn't have that bit where in XCOM after the missions you go back to base and you've got a strategy layer. Yeah. And I feel that means that it's weird because you just get kicked back to a menu after a mission and, and it's just like, well just choose what mission you want to do next. And I like that XCOM feels a bit more all in all encompassing and there's more yeah. of a a narrative that even runs through the menu systems of XCOM, which Gears doesn't have. But I think there's, they've done a surprisingly grand job of turning that into what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to play a bit more. Good. Um, and then beyond that, I've actually been... This came out ages ago. Did any of you guys watch Mythic Quest? 
I didn't because no. it looked like it would annoy me a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I, I saw the trailer for it, and I just I wasn't sure that, that I'd the, be into um, it. Basically, looks like Silicon Valley, but they're making an RPG. Is that right? That is exactly what it is. Yeah. So it's actually made by. So it's it's the the always sunny in Philadelphia crew, isn't it? Because it's, it's only isn't it only Rob? Uh, I can never pronounce his name. Rob McKellany, is it? So he's in it, but the writers yeah. are uh, Charlie Day. Is it Charlie Day? Okay. Yeah, and Charlie Day and Glenn Howerton. So he Glenn's not on it, but Megan Gans was she part of the uh, Always Sunny? Potentially, you're asking but, the wrong man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, like, there are people from shows that people like involved in it, and but it's Ubisoft as well. And the thing I found basically, I've been watching some Silicon Valley, and I was like, you know what? I'll I'll try it. I'll see what it's like. If I get two episodes in, no worries. I watched it all in two days. <laughs> I was surprised at how good it is. Like, mm-hmm. genuinely taken aback because. The one thing I found is, so I watched Channel 4 did a show last year, which I never spoke about on the podcast because I thought it was crap, but just about a bunch of people playing an MMO. And it was exactly the sort of bad gamer humor that I didn't like because it was people sitting in their rooms, never cleaning up, getting Mm. further filthy. The joke yeah. is they're a nerd. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they've got cheesy crisps on their fingers again. Exactly, exactly. Now, the thing that I really like about Mythic Quest is not a single ounce of that. There's not the stupid nerd that plays Street Fighter and there's always dropping in jokes about, you know, Chun-Li. Or that. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not having a shot at Dale at all. I was. <laughs> in fact, there's basically, there are no real games mentioned in this at all, aside from in the background, there's quite a lot of Ubisoft stuff. Um, okay. But there's no... There's basically no nerd humor in it, which I really like. That it's just it's a workplace comedy, but the job that they're doing is they're making an MMO. Right. So it's like the the office is about a company that makes paper, but it's not jokes about paper. Exactly. Well, sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. it is, but mostly it's not. You know, it's about the yeah. Yeah, and obviously the situations I find are quite funny because they are game situations. So very early on, one of the one of the episodes is based around. Kotaku having written an article about the fact that they're that Mythic Quest is full of Nazis. Oh, do they actually name check Kotaku? Yeah, and Polygon, like the one of the Where episodes involved. Yeah. No, I was, I was, I was surprised. No mention of IGN. Unbelievable. But I think in the way that that in the way that the the writing is based, the things that they're doing make sense for the websites that they use. So one of them is leaking a gameplay feature to Polygon. And Polygon always seem to be able to get scoops before other people, which yeah. might explain that they've been leaked. Um, the whole when they bring up they're in their meeting room and they've got the the Nazis uh, story on Kotaku. The way that they built the Kotaku page to look and the headline is just Mythic Quest has a, a white supremacist problem. That is a Kotaku headline, like straight down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it feels like it's written by people that understand. There are occasions when it goes into... So, for example, the the actual MMO itself doesn't... It feels like it's been levered to make comedic situations. So, for example, like one of the, the guys in, in the series is a guy called Brad, who's played by Danny Pudi from um, Community. Community. Um, and he's the head of microtransactions. But all of his microtransactions are based around like selling weapons, and obviously games don't sell weapons; they sell cosmetics. Yeah. Um, so that feels a little bit like they've been engineered to make it 
funny so that they can yeah. do jokes around that and there's one episode which is almost a little bit esportsy that felt slightly cringe because it's basically rob McElhenney's character trying to fight another character in the game and they make it up as an arena and that uh, wouldn't necessarily happen but yeah. in general the fact that it is just more of a workplace comedy full of basically fairly shitty people and it highlights a lot about the fact that like there are too many men working at the studio and the lead engineer poppy is a girl and obviously she's you know has all the the problem that women in games suffer and all yeah. of that uh there's a few jokes at pewdiepie in it which which are kind of funny but also the the way that they present streaming isn't quite bang on but is funny enough to carry it so yeah. overall what i ended up with is like this really surprisingly because I guess Ubisoft is behind it, it felt authentic, certainly to what, when I visited Ubisoft Studios, yeah. felt a lot of that. And then also it's got a really interesting, in the middle of it, it's just got a standalone episode that does sort of find its way to link later on. And it's just a really emotional, and it's, it's Jake Johnson, right, the guy that was in uh, New Girl and who voices older Spider-Man in yeah. Spider-Verse. He plays a guy who's a producer and he meets uh, a girl in a, in a shop and they basically make a studio together. And the entire episode is about the rise and fall of their studio as they build mm. like this. It's a survival horror that they're building around that's very like old school survival horror. And when yeah. they get a publisher, it's all about how the publisher dilutes that that dream because they're like, it's got to have guns in it. Your next one's got to, the sequel's got to be way more impactful and actiony and watching that studio die because of publisher interference and it's just oddly emotional as you watch their dream kind of collapse under Hmm. pressures and that more interesting yeah Yeah, way more interesting than i expected what what is it on yeah that's what i was gonna ask uh, so you all have to as i have done uh take out a month subscription to apple tv Uh, will i though will i have to do that because the beastie boys documentary is on there as well and let's say i did I've got that without subscribing. To Apple. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, and I will be watching that. Call the police. Probably today. Um, huh? What I have been doing though is I've been playing. I've been I've been having one of those weeks where I keep playing a lot of games and nothing really sticks. So I'm trying to commit to some things. So what I did play was I played all of Telling Lies, which I said I would do last mm-hmm. week. So I didn't let mm-hmm. anyone down. Um, that is the like FMV led game from Sam Barlow who did her story. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it. I was in a similar position with her story where I kind of this is gonna this is not meant to sound big headed, but within like an hour I kind of worked out what was going on here with the story and I was like, Yeah, okay, I'm gonna play for another three hours and pretty much wait for another twist that never happened. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, like, and to be fair, I think a lot of the acting in this is very good, which sometimes lets down these games. Oh yeah, um, but this was was very good, and it was well written. It was all very well made. Like, I appreciate all how you do it, how you have to search for the keywords to find what you want in each video clip, clip to piece together this mystery, of which you're not told anything about when you start. So you're not even told really what you're trying to solve or what the story is that's being told. And I worked it out in the end. And yeah, it was just like, I finished and I was like, that was fine. Like, I don't know. I yeah. If it's cheap, I reckon play it. It just came out on consoles last week. I played it on my laptop though, because the game does take place on a laptop. So it makes most sense to play it on a laptop. 
<laughs> authentic experience. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Um I also watched all of Devs. Oh, is that good? Episodes of Devs. I really liked it. Yeah. It is so bleak. It is miserable. <laughs> like there is not a laugh in that show. But Oh, okay. I enjoyed it. It's that kind of, yeah clinical looking sci-fi that's like near future could be current day in an alternative timeline set in like san francisco the valley that sort of area and it's about it's about like a a company that are doing something mysterious i don't really want to tell people what it is because that just ruins it um but it's got nick offerman i think joe briefly talked about a few weeks ago uh Hmm. nick offerman from parts and rec is the like bezos like (laughs) like head of this company um more of a Steve Jobs actually, but um, yeah, it's it's quite slow, but I like slow, and yeah, it's just bleak. It was I really, really was liking it until I talked to Joe about it. We we're in a similar boat. Like the second half of the last episode lets it down slightly. I don't think it ends badly, but they do some things that are just like not needed, and right. it didn't like. I really liked. It's written by and directed by Alex Garland, who did Annihilation. I really like how Annihilation ends. I think he nailed yeah. that ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas this one, he was close to nailing, I think, but didn't right, quite okay. do it. And I was in a similar boat to Ten Lies, actually. I kind of worked out halfway through where this was going and was waiting for that extra story twist or beat that didn't quite happen either. But very good drama. It's all on iPlayer at the moment, all eight episodes, so you don't have oh, to subscribe okay. to anything. To, uh, yeah. Are they like hour-long episodes? Uh, I think the first one's an hour, the rest are about 40 minutes. Okay. So check that out. It's manageable. I did watch them, yeah, all in the space of two days, which was a bit heavy going, so maybe they're, they feel like a one or two a night job, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was really good. Uh, I've also been playing XCOM 2. Let's go back to hey. XCOM. I just had the... I've been seeing, because obviously Chimera Squad came out, Gears Tactics came out, I've been seeing a lot of tactics out there. And I was thinking, I haven't played a tactics game in a while, and I just football urge. manager all the time. Yeah, but it's not this. It's not the same, <laughs> is it? Um, so I re-downloaded XCOM Two onto my laptop, and I've been playing that last couple of nights. And I forgot how. Like, I know they're not easy games, but I just forgot how bad I am at them. Like, <laughs> I've only done like four or five missions, and I've already had like six people die. Oh, you're not a save scummer? <laughs> no, no, no. I play it properly. <laughs> Pro- not... properly eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. well you know it's the game permadeath's there for a reason so already harry kane's already dead and i'm gutted about <laughs> oh, it i'm just going man. through the spurs squad so i've <laughs> and i armor i colored each of their armor for their national kit colors um <laughs> do you know what's weird about xcom 2 so you there's about 20 different nationalities you can pick for mm. your soldiers and they have like a lot of common ones like the one like the big countries you'd expect, and there's the odd random one like Venezuela, which I'm not really sure why that is. But they have bizarre option, which is there's no England, there is United Kingdom, but then mm-hmm. another option is Scotland, which is separate from United Kingdom. <laughs> is this know. a is this a future timeline where Scotland have separated? I mean, I think that's just a mistake. Because yeah. I'm not going to lie, I was looking at United <laughs> Kingdom for Harry Kane, Deli Ali, and Harry Winks, and um, I also put Ben Davis in there, and I thought if they have Scotland, they have Wales. Didn't have Wales, so we had to be United Kingdom as well. 
So oh, that, that's the issues I'm having with XCOM 2. But no, <laughs> it is just such a well-designed game and very difficult. Even I'm playing it on normal, and it's not it's it's not hard. It's not easy. Sorry, it's hard. Um, <laughs> but I'm getting through it, and I feel like I'm slowly relearning because I think I was going a bit too blasé because. You have to remember you do have to retreat and run back sometimes, whereas yeah. I was just going forward and forward and forward and getting killed. And They're not easy games, are they, Matthew? Oh, it's about learning those flanking manoeuvres. Yeah, but the do. problem is I'm getting flanked. I'm the one getting flanked. Hmm. The other thing is, is why XCOM 2, I think, is much more about your positioning of your soldiers mm-hmm. and just using the guns, because when you get to Chimera Squad and you've got a bunch of aliens you've got way more special abilities to use. So I think Chimera Squad, that's where the the main difference they found by the end of it was, was using abilities and and much more flushing out enemies with special grenades and stuff like that. Whereas I think with XCOM, you've got all of your tech is largely around building your guns up and building your armor up and then being able to use those units efficiently. Mm. Um, And... I was wondering, like, this may be a stupid question because there might be a really obvious one that comes to mind that I feel kind of about. Is there any, like, online multiplayer XCOM-like games where you can just say I wanted to play against you at XCOM? At XCOM? Um, or something, you know, a game of that style. Like, I don't know if that exists as an online game, like a turn-based tactics. I'm just it feels sure. like it should. It feels like XCOM it's made for that. Like, So yeah. apparently XCOM 2 did have multiplayer. I think it's got, like, a PvP. Okay. Um, multiplayer um yeah i'm just doing like a that quick should be, that should be an e-sport why is that not an e-sport <laughs> i'd imagine because it doesn't move super fast and an e-sports is about speed oh. in it mm. yeah, but people watch like league of legends and i don't understand what's going on so. yeah <laughs> they do though so so all right yeah i know oh. <laughs> i want to watch xcom that's what i want to watch where's the xcom right. tv series um anyway and one last thing I haven't started playing yet, but I am going to start today. It's going to be a big milestone for me. I'm going to play through all the Halo games for the first time. Cause I've never He's doing it! He's doing oh. it! I've got time on my hands. I'm going to I'm gonna bite the bullet. I've never got round to it. I also this week re-upped my Game Pass, so I've downloaded the Master Chief Collection. I'm going to be playing it in co-op with my friends Tamora and Lucy, who reside... Mm in california which means i can't stop playing till about 8 p.m each day um bloody hell you're gonna be knackered every morning i'm not um but uh well i can only play for an hour in their lunch break during work days anyway so um but the problem is we were gonna play all co-op but the first two halo games are only two player co-op which i didn't know i thought they were all four player so i'm gonna we're gonna do it in chronological order so i'm gonna start with halo reach and then played them in one, two, three, four, five order. Ooh. Is that wise, mechanic wise? I, it's story smart. What I I looked at a couple of articles, and a lot of people did recommend playing it this way. Now, so I don't know. Right. I don't know, Matt. So, what do you think? Uh, I mean, Reach has quite a lot of it. it. Has what's called I think they're called armor abilities, which is, for lack of a better term, it's basically like you'll have a little ultimate ability, um, Mm. but they can be things like bubble shields and and bits and bobs like that. Your weapon loadout between Reach and Halo 1 will feel very, very different. Mm. Um, There there are definitely archetypes that Halo uses for its weapon uh, Mm. step, but I remember Halo 2 being a super step up in weaponry over Halo 1. Obviously, Mm -hmm. Reach has 
the benefit of Halo 2 and 3 to learn from. Um, but you might find that some of the actual set pieces are more exciting in Reach and then you go back to a game that Halo 1 is less based around set pieces in the way that we traditionally think of yeah. them now. But I think the narrative of Halo 1 is better than yeah. the narrative of Reach. And there's there's some real... I think Halo 1 goes to... Halo Reach goes to some dark places. But 1 has got a little sinister element to it that I don't okay. think the, the Reach does. Mm. But I think you're going to have a good time. I love yeah. those games. Well, we're going to play Reach together. And then the plan is to play 1 and 2 by ourselves because it's only two player or if someone wants, if someone wants the two player co-op Halo 1 and 2 with me feel free that's not I a mean, general thing to everyone by the way <laughs> Look, <laughs> I'm done getting messages saying do you want to I play won't, Halo with me I won't rob your bonding time with Lucy that sounds like a lovely time for you but if Lucy's not available I'm happy to play with no, you no no go- I'm gonna so the plan is we're playing Reach 3, 4 and 5 together 1 and 2 we're gonna do on our own time so oh, really? we can play 1 and 2 together if you want that yeah I don't mind. Yeah. There we go. That's not, this doesn't sound like you're overly infused. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it's twisting got, his arm. If I've got the time, I might. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Gears Tactics does sound more appealing than me. But do you know what sounds appealing right now, Dale? A little quiz what? from you. Inside, it's a UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Hold tight, the DJ, we're coming through. Yeah, yeah, and the ones and twos. We got the games gonna play for you. Inside, I got a question for you. Is it in the search? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. It's not from me. It's from somebody who wrote in called Jim White. The um, Jim White says the Sky Sports News presenter. Yes. Or Jimmy Welwind White, the <laughs> snooker player. I uh, played both his of them. snooker both. game on PC a lot when I was about seven. Oh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this is what Jim's got to say. He says, hey all, my quiz is a video game themed ripoff of the game Obama Llama. Do you know this game? I know of it. I I think I've played it once or twice. Not a clue. Uh, so, so basically you are given a one-line clue where the beginning and end parts need to be solved. To find the answer... Uh, to find the answer which is always a rhyme the linking bit in the middle stays the same so here's an example to sort of illustrate that because I probably didn't explain it very well so uh, the clue is English adventurous is in the attic is in an attic I should say and the answer would be Lara Croft is in the loft <laughs> okay does this oh. make sense right it makes sense yes, it, did, it, did, it did make it did make sense when i read through it a couple of times yesterday uh so yes i'm going to give you a clue like english adventurous is in an attic and from that you'd gather okay english adventurous we're talking about lara croft so lara croft is in a loft you got it yeah mm-hmm. okay cool yeah, 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 uh, yeah. so he's got he's gave us 20 i don't know if we'll go through all 20 but we'll, we'll see how we get on okay so let me get a little piece of paper to score you boys okay so they're all video game based, remember? So the first one is John the Spartan is a robber. Um, so sorry, I want to clarify something. The words rhyme with those words or the final no. sentence? Oh, has to rhyme. Master the Chief. Final I, I've got it, I've got it. It's Master uh, Chief is a thief. There you go. There we that's go. Got it. Uh, that's that's right. solved that for me. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Answer that question. Okay, cool. <laughs> Number two. Mushroom Kingdom Monarch lays on the seashore. Princess Peach lays on a beach. 
There we go. Caddy's got it. We've got the rhythm. Is a princess a monarch? Technically, technically not, but <laughs> maybe, maybe at least within the realms of Mario, she is. <laughs> yes. Okay, it's one on. He says Next yes, one. queen, all the time. Oh, God. <laughs> Sticky Japanese ball rides a classic motorbike. This, I think this is what? a tough one. What? Sticky Japanese Sticky? ball rides a classic motorbike. Uh... A t- this is a tough Katamari one. rides a Harley. There you go. Caddy's got it. Not as hard <laughs> as I thought. <laughs> uh, da, da, da. Metal Gear Spy swims in a landlocked body of water. Snake Ooh. in a lake. Snake swims in a lake. Yeah. <laughs> Solid snake swims in a lake. Yeah. Right. To all. Preposterously, <laughs> preposterously proportioned witch is writing a piece of correspondence. Preposterously proportioned witch I've got it. is right is writing a piece of correspondence. It's Bayonetta is writing a letter. Matt, I think we found your like <laughs> this is your game. I like it. It's just coming so naturally to you. <laughs> okay, number six. The immune girl has lost her waterproof shoe. Ellie has lost a welly. Exactly. <laughs> you guys are you guys are good at this um, game. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> when, a bit of flex there, you know? whenever anybody says welly now all i can think about is welly baby have you listened what to the gossip well- mongers yes yeah, yeah oh i haven't no not yet oh, oh my I, god i do need to listen to those because i listened to an episode this week that was amazing <laughs> I, I can't go into it i'll talk to you about it afterwards it's so funny um right where are we at okay rapture's father berates his club handler Oh. Rap- Rapture's father Got berates his club and berates his club handler. Club handler, yes. Oh, tricky one this one. I mean, we all know it's Andrew Ryan. Andrew right? Ryan, we've got that. Yeah. It, it's not Andrew Ryan. What? <laughs> Rapture's father. I think. Oh, okay. Literal. Big Daddy berates his. Caddy, Caddy. There you go. Uh, so golf is a PGA yeah. Tour reference. The callbacks. I think Rapture's father is misleading. But, uh, but it works both ways. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, number eight. It's four all, by the way. So I think, say let's go to ten and we'll see what happens. <laughs> Hasty Hedgehog drinks his revitalizing elixir. <laughs> Sonic <laughs> drinks a tonic. Hey, can't be good. Okay, number nine. Ooh. Daft orange marsupial is a right laugh. Crash Bandicoot is a hoot. Yeah, Cardi. 6-3, mate. You've stormed it. Uh, uh, We've got one. We'll do one more, though. Which is number 10. (laughs) Misnamed ape wears revealing undies. (laughs) Donkey Kong wears a thong. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I was going to say Donkey Kong has a schlong. Yeah, who said that? I was. I, oh my god, that's a different clue. That's a different clue. It's not though. It's not. This, uh, it works. Where is it? Revealing undies. Oh, yeah. this name eight reveals his undies. His undies might work. Uh, okay, who actually got that? By the way, because I wasn't looking at the screen. Uh, it was bad. It was bad. Okay. Definitely not. Okay. Me. So six four to Cardi was the final score. They both, they both an, work. But we've got another ten here, by the way, which we could do another week. If, yeah, if we I enjoyed, enjoyed that. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Yeah. 
Cool. Thank you very much, Jim White, for sending that in. Yeah. Uh, nice, yeah. Should we do some feedback? Uh, yeah. If you want to send in feedback, send it to IGN underscore UK feedback at IGN.com. We also need a name for that quiz, by the way. It can't just be called Video Game Obama Lama. <laughs> so, someone rhyme. write in with a creative it's rhyme. Rhyme name. time. It's rhyme time. There we go. Okay. Done. <laughs> Um, uh, cheers, that killed that then. <laughs> Kongschlong, call it that. Um, Kongschlong, I like that. That's absolutely what we should call it. <laughs> Donkey Kongschlong. <laughs> Matt does not look approving. <laughs> uh, right, I have got a piece of feedback from Caleb LaRue, who says, Fellas, hope you're all well and staying healthy. Are we? Are we all well? Um... um... I am well. Whether I'm staying healthy is debatable. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just watched the Warcraft movie, and while it's far from perfect, I don't think it's anywhere near as bad as it gets treated. The CGI orcs look amazing, and there are some great things in that that a sequel could really build on. I know there will probably never be a sequel, but I would love to see one that brought in more of the lore and stories of the games. If you could fund a sequel for any financially or critically failed movie, what movie would you pick? Thank you for Ooh. that. CJ in Nebraska. There we go. Um, I've still never seen Warcraft, actually, so I imagine it's absolutely fine. I have no I connection to... to Warcraft, the actual game, though. So Yeah, I went like... to the media screening for Warcraft, actually. And I remember thinking, even though I had no affection for the game, actually quite enjoying it, thinking it was okay. I didn't like it. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> I think I I absolutely agree. I think the CGI orcs did look incredible. I think the entire film should have been CG because I think the humans and and all the stuff from Stormwind in in that film look bizarre because it's a mm. bunch of humans in costumes that are based on costumes that are made out of like six polygons, so they just <laughs> don't look right. Massive shoulder massive shoulder plates on on actual humans does not look right at all like it's something that is designed for cg for video games for you know not real people it just didn't look right to me it's always that problem with video game movies isn't it it's striking the balance between being faithful to the to the original property but also you know making it work for a realistic that's why the mcu is incredible because all of those costumes are based on literally line drawings that have got barely any detail in them at all because those characters have to be drawn 17 times in the space of a page. And yet the MCU turn those into incredibly detailed, like cool costumes that you can instantly tell who they are, even though you, you know, that I think they've found the balance that game films need to. I think there was a couple of maybe missteps in the earlier films, but I think they've definitely now they've got a real rhythm of it, of getting these costumes right. Yeah, Cap's earliest, Cap's Avengers costume is fucking travesty. I've spoke about this previously, but I've been watching them recently, and that that is mad that he just, he had that costume out of nowhere, and then they quickly realised that wasn't the way to go, and then they pulled him back to his (laughs) other costume. And his his gear in Winter Soldier and stuff, and uh, Civil War is great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Has anyone got any ideas for critically or financially failed films that I'd like Guys, to see sequels I'm going to be honest I quite like Waterworld and <laughs> I like to see I, don't I like the world of what I like the world of Waterworld of the idea of the world not necessarily Kevin Costner's character who's a dickhead in it but I like the the concept of that world and how like do you do a sequel 
considering, let's not spoil the film, but how that film ends. <laughs> let's not yeah. spoil Waterworld. Right? <laughs> easy. Cardi, easy, mate. You do a prequel and you just don't use any of those characters. You just do it on another side of the world. Okay. Another I don't side know what the, the story is, though, because it's a very definitive story, that film. You is write a new story. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just like that word, is what I'm okay. trying to say. I remember, I say I don't mind it. I remember watching it when I was about 10 and thinking this was cool. <laughs> so who knows? <laughs> Um, have you got any, Matt? Yeah, Dread. Obviously, oh, not. Yeah. Uh, that's not a, a critical failure at all. Everybody I know likes Dread, and it was really yeah, well received. The Stallone but, film is amazing, with Rob Schneider in it as well. He's hilarious. All right, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Wind Sorry. it on 20 years. <laughs> Granddad. Uh, no, Dread is incredible. Yeah, uh, but obviously it made next to no money at all. And I can remember going to see it. I was the only person in the cinema when I went to see it, which really? was great. I had a private screening of Dread for, for a tenor. Um, but yeah, and I think outside of our circles, nobody knows it at all. Do but... you remember how over the top all the 3D stuff was in that film? Did you yeah. get like it in 3D? Yeah, yeah. I've, the, I felt like a bit of a waste of money to be honest. But man, that it's 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 one of the like in general, like I don't think 3D works at all, and I think for the majority of that film it doesn't. But that yeah. breach scene when he breaches the door and they're all on drugs and all the blood is coming out the screen, like it's yeah. mental. But as just a piece of spectacle, yeah, it, it looks mad. great on yeah. a Blu-ray. It doesn't need to be in 3D. Yeah, some people would say yeah. that uh, they judge Dread too early. They judge Dread by its cover and not by seeing it. Um, I've got one that's similar, which is by no means critically disliked, but had a budget of twenty million and only made nine million back. Pop star, <laughs> never stop, never stopping. Is that all it made? It that's... did not make a lot of money because I feel like on DVD sales alone, Lonely Island, I don't think are that popular. Like I love them, and a lot of people do love them, but they're not. They're they essentially started as a YouTube channel, so and Saturday Night Live, but you know, they, yeah, Pop Star just didn't make a lot of money, despite Andy Samberg having a touch of gold to almost everything he touches. But I say it's not yeah. IMDb; it's only a six point seven out of ten average vote. So people don't know gold when they see it, basically. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that film could easily not even not necessarily a direct sequel, but just give me more Lonely Island films and visual poems. Yeah. Just, just make. Uh, it doesn't have to be in that world at all. Just make more about musicians who are crazy and live, you know, exactly. like, who are caricatures of what real life musicians are, like a Kanye type <laughs> character or something like that. Just yeah. do more of those sort of things. So basically, the first one I suppose was Bieber was probably the closest. Yes, I guess so. Yeah, yeah or but he was more kind of just covered a lot of those sort of pop stars of that era. Yeah, you know? but that yeah. just you know surround themselves with with yes men and and. People were there just to humour them. Yeah, but pop star too. That'll do nicely. Thank you, uh, Dale. Some feedback. Ah yes. Uh, Let us also IGN underscore UK feedback IGN dot com. Let us know of any films that you would like to see a sequel of that you never mm. think will. Okay, this is from Johnny Hunter, and he says, "Evening, chaps." Whilst bored the other night in my lonely room, I got to wondering which long dormant franchises you'd like to see make their return on the upcoming next-gen console. Personally, on the Xbox Series X, I'd like to see Rare make a sequel to Jet Force Gemini and to bring back Banjo-Kazooie. On the PS5, I'd gladly take a new Jack and Daxter game. And as for the Switch, give me Eternal Darkness too. Keep up the good work and looking forward to your answers. P.S. 
Satsumas are clearly the best small oranges oh, and I refuse to believe otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and PPS, uh, sorry, it's PSS, he wrote, uh, food mashups, pot noodle sandwich, thank you. <gasps> no, I won't. Um, <laughs> satsumas, they're fine. Uh, come back to me when you've tried a clementine. Clementine? Clementine. Some people say clementine. it differently. Uh, I say clementine. Uh, I don't know. I think satsumas. I think you are wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dormant franchise. Uh, really? Like Banjo Kazooie and Jack and Daxter. Like, do people they still want feel... more mascot platformers at the launch of a new generation of consoles? <laughs> I don't know. That, I think that's, like, you know, it's nostalgia for your yeah. childhood, right? You're like, I. For me, it was like, oh, I was desperate for Crush Bandicoot to come back. And then it came back and it was like, yeah, it's good fun. Do I need another one bit. now? Probably not. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of mine would be Bioshock, but we know a new one's in development anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have one that I would love to see and has been stopped and started several times. And that's Silent Hill. I would love a new proper Silent Hill game made by people who really... Well, people they had lined up to make one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who knows whether we'll ever get that again. Yeah. Um, I know, Matt, you're not a fan, but I do love Infamous. I'd play a yeah. new Infamous. Uh, no. But <laughs> they'll keep that. They're on Spider-Man. Not on Spider-Man, yeah. on Ghost of Tsushima. Do you, anyway? Yeah. So. They're, mm-hmm. they're on uh, games that actually make them money now. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that Infamous probably did all right, but it wasn't like Spider-Man. No, uh, bring back Guitar Hero. No, that failed. Do Wait, that. no. Not Spider Man, sorry. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. So yeah, it's yeah. Sucker Punch to Ghost of Tsushima, right? Yeah. And uh, it's Insomniac. Insomniac. Okay. I did, I did the same thing. Oh. Mm. Um, yeah. Can you call GTA dormant? You can't. I would play <laughs> no, Bully no. 2, though. So maybe that's dormant. Let's have a Bully yeah, I've still, still not played Bully 1. You should. I must say, like on this subject, like all the stuff I like is definitely coming back. I, 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 before this podcast started, we were trying to think of things, and and Kazi was just exactly right. And like, you, well, you can't have Half Life because Half Life came out this year. Yeah. That's really and Bioshock. Yeah, has been. I'm actually watching my my housemate play Bioshock Infinite at the moment. Still, absolute banger. Incredible yeah. game. Um, but yeah, that that's not been dormant that long. When you think about no, it, it's just no. had a long development to to get into a new one. I'd say a new system shock, but that was technically Prey, and yeah. Prey wasn't yeah. that long ago. New Monkey Island. Yeah, New Monkey Island yeah. would be lovely. Maybe a new Thief, something like that. But in general, nah, about, I'm not. What about um, Splinter Cell? Oh, God. Oh, actually, that is one. Yeah. <laughs> you found it. There you go. Found it, Cardi. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. We'll have a bit of Splinter Cell. Thank you, please. Uh, now do some feedback, Matt. Yeah, so this one is from Joshua Piggott-Smith, uh, and it's about stuff that I barely know anything about, so it's That's mostly I thought it would be funny you. for you to read it, mate. Oh, thank you, Dale. <laughs> uh, so, hi, guys. Firstly, wanted to say thanks for keeping up the great content during these dire times, especially as it gives me a different voice to listen to, apart from my dogs or my fiancé once a day. The dog has a voice. <laughs> I mean, sounds like he's got a good deal on the... Would it be good to have a dog that could talk, or would it be absolutely awful? So I quite the... enjoyed uh, Red 13 and Final Fantasy. I did finish that yeah. last weekend, actually. Yeah. But what a great I, game. I don't think that's how... Like, Are you thinking a dog would only talk, like, the, communicate the actual things he wants, or would he have a like, human brain? Yeah, see, mm. see, Red 13 is a wise old old boy. Yeah. My imagining of a dog with a voice is just someone that's just like, bone, food, like, yeah. Scooby-Doo, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, 
Speaking of dire, and yes, I intentionally did set up that awful pun for Cardi because I know he loves them. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad you prefixed the start of your football manager Euros video by mentioning that you're Spurs fans, as many, many questions would have been raised by the fact that every single former and current Spurs player made the Euro squad, despite most of them being in worse form than another I, I option. I don't think it's unreasonable to say a lot of those players would be in the squad, but I, I do admit Some that Dyer would probably not get in at the moment. <laughs> I uh, yeah. Rose would probably be third or fourth choice left back at this point, but you're putting Kane, Alley, and Winks in there. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Well, anyway, Wink, Winks is up for debate. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, he is. I don't think you know what you're talking about, Dale. <laughs> anyway, you did you did beat him beat him to the punch because he was then like dire seriously. Yeah, I read it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm supposed to be reading it. Read it. <laughs> Aside from that, I absolutely loved the first episode. Great laughs, as well as giving me some useful tips for my mighty Sheffield United. Maybe a bonus, maybe do a bonus one by simulating the end of the season. I do have a football manager-related question at the end of this. What is your most annoying feature you found with the game? I think mine has to be a bizarre glitch that 80% of goals I concede are straight from kickoff or in the first five minutes after half-time. Infuriating. That is bizarre. Uh, maybe you need to set your teams out to be cautious at the start of a half. There you go. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've got when it comes to transfers. I, the amount of times that players will say things like, oh, they're interested in moving to me, and then I'll come to negotiate the wages, and their wages will be ridiculous that I can't afford. That must be a mobile thing, because like, yeah, and- the main one, you can properly scout and know how much they'll want before you offer and stuff, so... No, but it's a pur- the purpose of that. I can't afford their wages, so I have to let the deal fall through. And then they act like they're disappointed that the deal <laughs> fell through. And then also there's sometimes where the board are so strict on what wages I can give. Mm. Even though I could get like Harland or someone incredible, they won't give me that extra 10k just to make uh, put that deal through. It's your head, yeah, there are yeah, stuff like that where like a player's like, oh, I really want to leave or I really want to go out on loan. And then you offer to all the clubs... No one really wants him, and then someone does offer him. They turn it down, and they still yes. own, and they weren't allowed to leave. It's like, well, yeah. I gave you the option. So the grass isn't always greener, son. It's like, yeah, you gave me the option, but I didn't want that option. I wanted another option. And it's yeah. like sport brats. Ugh, tell me about <laughs> it, Dale. Right, what a lovely time we had there. Mm. Mm. It was a long one as well, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm oh. going to. Uh, Get on my halo later. That's what I'm going to do. Because as Beyonce said... Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. 
and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.